Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. I'd like to just take a moment today before we get into today's episode to say thank you. Thank you so much to all who listened to last week's episode, episode 118, Manasaros, which I shared the story of uh, separation I've recently experienced in the last couple months with my wife, as well as our pending divorce. Um, it was a gut-wrenching, heartfelt episode in which I've <laughs> cried like I've never cried before. Um, on a podcast and really rarely in my entire life. Um, and thank you for all who not only listened, uh, there were about 140 of you who downloaded the episode, which, you know, may not sound like much, but considering the average podcast episode that I have downloaded on any given week is usually about 30 people, um, to have, uh, 140 downloads, um, is tremendous and it ended up being my third most downloaded episode of all time. Um, and so many of you were touched by what I had to say, sharing my heart and what's going on in my life that uh, there are a good many of you who reached out to me um, and just shared your thanks and appreciation and um, sent your condolences uh, for what I'm going through. But you, you thank me for sharing my heart, for being vulnerable, for opening up with you um, about what was going on in my life. Um, turns out some of you are also going through your own sufferings. Um, not necessarily like what I'm experiencing as far as you know, divorce and, and things of that nature. But you know, some of you are experiencing profound loss in many other ways. And you were able to relate to what I was going through. And the grief that I experience um, and share. And I just want to, again, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Sharing it with people you know that needed to hear it. Um, and if you haven't had the opportunity yet, I you know, encourage you to go back and listen to jimmystable.com um, and uh, listen to the podcast from two weeks ago called Episode 118, Man of Sorrows. I think you'll really be touched if you weren't already. Um, but again, thank you for, for listening to me. Thank you for hearing my voice, what I can contribute. And uh, I really hope that a lot of you were able to find comfort in my extreme sorrow <laughs> um, you know, because I didn't want to just share what I was going through just to share what I was going through for some sort of attention-seeking thing. But, uh, you know, to really be able to help and maybe even bring comfort to others who are going through situations just as bad, if not worse, as what I'm experiencing. So I hope, as uh, Dr. Tatum used to say at Lee University Bible College, um, just trying to be a blessing as he handed out tests. Uh, and exams. So anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and get into episode 119 today. Um, episode 119, no time to dream. I recall this time when I was a kid um, in which I was at the swimming pool. And while I was at the swimming pool, I was down in the deep section where it was like 10 feet deep. And I decided, okay, I'd gone to the bottom of the swimming pool and I decided it was time to come up. 
And so I went over by the ladder to try to come up. Um, but as I was, was coming up the ladder, suddenly I found a little resistance. Some kid thought it would be funny to stand on my shoulders while I was 10 feet underwater trying to come up on a ladder. And because he was standing directly on my shoulders, pressing me down, it was really hard for me to get up. Um, and, to, and I started panicking and realizing that this kid's being stupid and standing on my shoulders and that he doesn't realize that I'm having a hard time, you know, not breathing. Um, and that I'm starting to run out of oxygen. I panic and I do everything I can to get off him off my shoulders and he doesn't budge. And finally, I just reach up my hand and whack him in the, well, whack him in a pretty sensitive area, to, to say the least. <laughs> Needless to say, he got off my shoulders and I came up and got a much desperate need of air. Um, big gulp of air and suddenly everything was okay. Uh, he decided it'd probably be best to stay away from me for the rest of the day and I never saw him again. Um, but you know, I, I share that little humorous and frightening story um, to, to kind of relate to what it's like to live in a moment of panic, to live in a moment in which fear absolutely takes over, um, in which you are utterly consumed in the moment. I don't know, can you relate to that? I know to some degree with uh, my separation from my wife over two months ago and our pending divorce, um, all that has had to transpire in recent weeks from um, separating our financials and finding a new place to live and selling our house and uh, all that fun stuff, getting our house ready to sell and, and uh, moving and um, just kind of reorganizing my entire life um, on a very quick and unexpected manner. Needless to say, I kind of can relate back to that time in which I was a kid in which I felt like I was drowning, um, in which I felt like I was panicked, in which I felt like there was no other moment but the moment I was living in at that time. I think we can relate to that, whether you're talking about going through a divorce, um, whether you're going through an extreme medical issue, in which maybe uh, an issue in which you've lost your job, maybe you're suffering through poverty, or you've just had some sort of other trauma that has all of a sudden gripped your life and captivated pretty much every waking moment of your existence in which you're kind of feeling like you're living in this present moment um, and as if you're kind of living in this sort of state of eternal now. And it's, it's interesting to kind of be in this state, um, to be busy responding to the demands of the moment, um, because moment after moment, there just seems to be yet another moment. Um, I've had to sign this legal document. I've had to pack these boxes. I've had to deal with real estate agents. I've had to deal with contract negotiations. I've had to, you know, take names off bank accounts, open new bank accounts. Um, I've had to negotiate lease agreements, find how, you know, housing, um, start going to counseling and, you know, connecting with, with other individuals just to do everything I can. Um, to survive this moment going through my divorce. But with all of this going on, it's, it's kind of been an interesting experience because with all this going on, people have innocently started asking me questions about my future. Like, well, you're, you're renting now and you used to be a homeowner, so 
you know, do you, do you are you gonna buy anytime soon? And uh, what about dating? What 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 about marriage? What, what what about kids? What about your future? What about traveling? What about doing this? What about doing that? And you know, such questions we you know they mean well. People ask them, you know, out of honest curiosity. They ask them, you know, maybe in, in hopes to to try to encourage me to start thinking about the future. You know, but honestly, as well-meaning as such questions may be, the future at this moment is not something I can really even begin to think about. Because, well, I'm overwhelmed with the present moment. Getting through each day is, is hard enough, and dreaming just seems to be a luxury that I don't have much time for. I'm, I'm currently in the process of a, a great reset in my life, I've been, you know, all of a sudden overwhelmed by the demands of the present moment, the tragedy that I'm facing, the loss that I'm suffering, the emotions I'm having to battle with every single day. Um, some days are good days, but uh, some days are randomly pretty bad. And it kind of feels like I'm just stuck in this, this holding pattern, like my life has been put on pause, like somebody just had a giant pause button on my life and I seem stuck and, and frozen in time. And it's like, you know, if I can, you know, borrow imagery from the Bible, it's like the sun has suddenly stood still and I'm just in this ever-present moment. Such is a difficult time. And as much as I want to try to dream about the future, as much as I, you know, wish that I could, it just seems like the idea of the future would just to try to dream about the future would, you know, be like the equivalent of wrapping an anchor around my ankles and throwing myself into the sea. It just doesn't seem to be something in my capacity right now to do. And as much as I'd like to think of the future, and I try to engage in some exercises um, that you know my therapists have given me and some some things that friends have encouraged me to do. I increasingly find myself still yet only being able to think about the present moment, to do whatever is necessary in the right here and now. And you know what? That's okay. Getting through this moment needs to be my focus. And whatever circumstance you're going through in life, whether it's divorce, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, what have you. As, as important as it is to dream, sometimes dreaming about the future is simply a luxury. It's a luxury that the present moment doesn't afford. And, you know, thinking about these things, and some, some, a friend of mine at church and on Facebook recently reached out to me, and they, they, shared, they shared this moment or this, this next little thing that I want to read. And I just want this to kind of be the end and takeaway for today um, because it's kind of given me something to think about you know, regarding my future for as, as much as I try to dream about the future. Um, and, you know, I am trying to dream about the future. I am trying to write things down, if even just an exercise that I have no intent of acting on anytime soon. But, but somebody gave me this little, this little, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better term, poem or just general practical, folksy type of wisdom. And it reads like this. 
My grandmother once gave me a tip. In difficult times, move forward in small steps. Do what you have to do, but little by little. Don't think about the future or what may happen tomorrow. Wash the dishes, remove the dust, write a letter, make some soup. You see, advance step by step. Take a step and stop. Rest a little, praise yourself, and take another step, and then another. And in doing this, you won't notice, but your steps will grow more and more. And the time will come when you can think about the future and to do so without crying. And this was written by somebody by the name of Elena Mekalukba. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Forgive me if that's not pronounced correctly. But you know what? I think that'll preach. Observe how the lilies of the field, they grow. They neither toil nor spin, according to Jesus Yet God has clothed them with more beauty than Solomon ever knew. You know, and I, I think this, this little poem or this little story or haiku, or I don't even know what it's called. It's some sort of literary thing. <laughs> I've, I've since forgotten my, you know, English 113 lessons from college. Forgive me, uh, Professor Davis, for, for those forgotten lessons. But you know, this little folksy piece of wisdom... I like that. Take the little steps, little by little. Do what you have to do for the day. Do what you have to do for the moment. Do the practical thing that, that the, the, the demands of the now require. Wash the dishes. Do a little dusting. Write a letter. Make some soup. Do whatever you need to do to get through today. But you know, by making those little tiny advances, by doing those little things step by step, You'll find yourself a little further down the road. You'll need to take a rest. You'll need to take a break. And you'll keep advancing. And you'll keep marching. And eventually you'll look back. And you'll notice you've traveled quite a bit of distance from your, your first step. So do what you can to take that first step. Then do what you can to take that second. Don't necessarily think about where you're going. Just keep watching. Just keep walking. Just keep doing what you need to do to get through today. And soon you'll find there might be many miles between where you are now and where you first started. That spoke a lot of peace to my heart this week. That spoke a lot of peace to my heart this week. And, you know, I hope it speaks a little bit to yours. So without giving any further exposition on that, I'm just going to let it be. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, episode 119, No Time to Dream. I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, be sure to share it with somebody else. And if you like what I'm producing and you like the content I'm producing and sharing week by week, it's, it's my intention to get back into this podcasting thing on a weekly basis. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but, you know, if you'd like to know when this podcast is updated or when the latest and greatest episode comes out each week, 
Go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and you'll find a number of different ways in which you can subscribe. And if you want to leave me any feedback, you know, feel free to do so through Facebook, through Twitter, different ways you can contact me through jimmystable.com or you can just email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I have conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. and Have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>